Changing the fault lines of today. This is Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. When I left you last, we were talking about Hillary's hypocrisy and sort of the commentary at the debate. There were many missed opportunities at the debate, I have to tell you. It wasn't just the miscue about Assad, but just a ton of missed opportunities. They were asked about energy. What a missed opportunity to segue energy issues into the need to connect our dependency on foreign oil to our addiction to radical Islam. Yes, look yourself in the mirror before you fill up gas to know who's paying for the radicalization of jihadis across the planet because Saudi Arabia, Qatar, the Gulf states, and the petro-Islam equals Political Islam equals the Sharia state. It's all the same. Yes, they might be our allies operationally against ISIS, but they are the corporate Sharia states who don't like the viral grassroots Sharia states. So when presidential candidates who care about the free world are asked about energy and what they would do, it is important that we reinvigorate alternative energies. It is important that we build the pipeline from Canada and and encourage domestic oil production because this will not only weaken Saudi Arabia and Qatar, it will weaken Russia, whose entire economy is often primarily dependent upon oil. And make no doubt about it, at least ethically, we know that we aren't financing from our own checking accounts when we pay for gas. We aren't financing our own demise through radicalization and the Islamic State organizations. Other opportunities that were missed, Hillary talked about taking Mosul back, that that would be the first thing that she'd do. Give me a break. Mosul? Seriously, why aren't you guys doing it now? What's preventing them? It is just amazing to me that discussions about Iraq, discussions about Syria, about the spread of ISIS and why it was able to become a a, a massive form of terror organization scale state 
because of the vacuum in Iraq, not only our removal of troops, but because of the Iran deal. The Iran deal was to appease Iran at any cost with pallets of cash in the billions, 1.7 billion, the bypassing of congressional approval for payoffs, the ransom for hostages, the turning the blind eye to genocides, plural, one against the Christians, the other is against Sunnis in Syria. The blind eye of their annexation of Iraq, the fact that our sons and daughters gave their lives for the liberation of Iraq and that we did not chaperone it, as we often do post-wars for generations, as we did in Germany and Korea, South Korea, Japan. But no, we're pulling out with nary a base. Idiocy. Complete idiocy to think that the Arab nations, after two generations of vicious, militant dictatorships, are going to be able to, on their own, without chaperoning, create democracies. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's possible. In Iraq, in the vacuum we left, with a 60% Shia population, allowed itself slowly to get into the orbit of Iran. And sure enough, ISIS floats into northern Iraq in order to get oil, money, and strength in order to go back and fight its enemies, both the moderate Free Syrian Army, the moderate arms at the time, which are hardly left anymore of the Free Syrian Army, and the Assad regime. And the old Sunnis of Iraq, the Ba'athists, the old Ba'athists, just let them come in. What do they care? Their Iraqi nationalism was dying. Their Iraqi nationalism had been given over to Shia hegemony, to Shia Khomeinism, to Iranian nationalism. And that nationalism was Islamo-fascism, Islamo-patriotism of the Islamic State of the Shia Khomeinists. They lost Iraq. Iraq is also dying. And there was that vacuum that was happening. So Hillary gave us a little lecture about taking Mosul back nonsense. And then she talked about caring about women and what she did in the 90s in China and others. Mr. Trump should have responded to her and said, why is it that your foundation and its its projects on women, one called noceilings.org, seems to have a big empty space on the map in countries that are Muslim-majority. Where's the work for women's rights in Qatar and Saudi Arabia? Where's the work for women's rights in Pakistan? A few little projects here and there, but most of them are in non-OIC leadership countries. And those are the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. Yeah, there's a lot of hypocrisy there, and those were missed opportunities in the debates. And then the time in which Mr. Trump mentioned that he was at odds with Governor Pence about Russia. Can we not have an interview, please, with these candidates just about Russia? What is their Russia policy? How much do we push them? How much do we not push them? When Mr. Trump wants us to believe that we can get far by being nicer to Mr. Putin and earning his respect and respecting him, he really believes an old KGB thug who wants to reinvigorate the Soviet Union and has demonstrated offensive military imperialism in the Ukraine and detests NATO is somehow going to respond to Mr. Trump's strength after he's spent 
his campaign talking about how soft and how admirable he is towards him? I, I don't think so. And again, I'm not saying that Hillary's any better. She's been petting zoo quality for the strength <laughs> of a lack of it that she's been showing against Russia. And yet she said that that is what she's going to do is push back and stare at them. Well, yes, they are evil. We need to stare evil in the face, but you do it through strength. Yes, no fly zones. I saw a lot of pieces this week about how both candidates uh, in the vice presidential debate threw around issues like safe zones and no fly zones and didn't seem to realize that we would not be able to do that with the Russia flying sorties and the entire nation and the bases and anti um, and the missile anti-aircraft uh, missiles that have been placed on the ground there. There's a lot of truth to that. But Reagan led the Cold War with many proxy fights that we were helping both sides uh, and one side, especially against the Soviets, without firing a bullet against the Russians because they took him seriously. The Soviets at the time took him seriously and they avoided war. So there are ways in which you start to make it publicly clear that you're serious about what we're going to do. And... Russia also would not want to enter a war. They're already starting to use language that implies that they would not shy away from using nuclear weapons because they're trying to, as the old Arabic saying goes, eat us for lunch before we eat them for dinner. <laughs> but but this is the problem, is that it doesn't just all of a sudden jump to, go ahead, start a sortie, and then all of a sudden we have Russian and American jets engaged and shooting each other down. No. There is a process in which you begin to project a trajectory of NATO and the UN beginning to say that we need to have safe zones. We need to have no-fly zones. You start putting resolutions that they would defeat, but begin to say that this is going to happen. This is how it's done. And then ultimately, they may back down. They may not. But this should have been done before, and we need to start projecting what we need to do. Adam Kinsinger had a great piece at Medium.com about what we can do in Syria. And there are many options, but a no-fly zone is one of them. And I think a small area in which you protect the refugees, especially the displaced, the internally displaced ones especially, I think would go a long way to start stemming the tide of refugees that have been leaving Syria into Turkey, but also beginning to slowly expand the area of safety there to get them water, to get them the goods that they need from a humanitarian perspective. There was a video this week revealed of a young girl by the name of Aya, covered in blood, crying, screaming for her father in Arabic. Ya Baba, she said. Ya Baba. And that video is heart-wrenching. We've seen the one of the boy in the back of the bus. We've seen the baby washed up on the edge of the shore. Each of them pulls on the heartstrings of those of us that sit in the comfort of freedom and wonder, what can we do? There's nothing to do. I'd ask you if you're in Washington or you're in Jerusalem, go to Yad Vashem in Jerusalem, go to the Holocaust Museum in Washington. 
Look at how long the world waited while nothing was done. And far, far be it for me, especially in this week of Yom Kippur, to make such a comparison to the horrific barbarism that led to the Holocaust. But a piece in Haaretz this week by a devout Jew made that comparison that we have sat on our hands and history will show that we did nothing. And what does never again mean? The leaders of the free world are horrifically embarrassing and will be an embarrassment and blight on humanity, these two candidates. Talking about locker room talk, talking about everything unrelated to policy. It took 27 minutes in this last debate for them to get to anything policy-wise as we talked about banter, locker room conversations, sexual assault, emails, and other things that, yes, might be relevant in this political campaign. I'm not telling you that I haven't been involved in some of those conversations, but in perspective, really? This is what America's become? It's sad. There was a clip revealed about what Hillary told a Chicago Jewish organization about jihadists and how Jordan has no way possible that it could vet jihadists and that ultimately many will get through. This is what she said privately to a Jewish organization. And yet publicly, she calls people afraid of jihadists getting through bigots and un-American. So this is the hypocrisy of the left. They understand, policy people especially, understand that we have a major problem within the House of Islam and that without vetting ideologies, of Islamism and political Islam and Sharia that that we will allow many jihadists to come through. Polls have shown, as I've said here before, 20% ISIS sympathizers, sympathizers. And that's going to be leaving us at risk. And that's what Hillary told a Chicago group in 2013, before ISIS was even significantly created. Yes, it evolved in early 2013, but the threat, the refugee flow, hadn't even really begun at the scale at which we saw it in 2015. And yet she was making these statements that there's no way that we could vet them. So she is intensely dishonest, and obviously she was using the refugee issue for political one-upsmanship and minority identity politics. Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network.